Welcome back to After the Storm Comes a Rainbow. I'm your host, Alicia. Welcome back. How is everyone doing today? I hope everyone is doing well. You guys know the jest. You guys know how it goes. Um, I want to kind of touch base real fast, and then we're going to dig deep. We're going to dig a little bit deeper and plant some roots today. So I have been gone for a while. I'm sure some of you guys have noticed because I have been narrating for Audible. So I finished my first book in the summer and now I'm currently working on my second book and I possibly have two more offers after that, but I'm just waiting to see what happens. So I just pray that everyone is doing well and I was like kind of unsure about what I wanted to do with this podcast. I kind of went on a little break I really needed to dig deep into the Lord and see if this was something that I was supposed to do. So I've been digging deep and he has unveiled some things in my life and shown me some things that I need to work on. But more importantly, he has shown me that I have a voice that I have to use. So if I have something that I have to say, then I'm going to let the Lord use me. And whatever that is, whatever that looks like, I can't let the enemy get in my way because no matter what people might think or no matter what people might say about me or about my podcast, I have to kind of say, you know what? I'm doing the Lord's work. What are you doing? If someone has something that they are negatively like feeling, I'm like, well, I'm just doing what the Lord told me to do. That's all I can do. So yeah. (laughs) And that's on period. (laughs) Yes, I just said that. So with further ado, or with no further ado, let's go ahead and get this started because I have missed you guys so much and I have missed sharing the word of God. And that is where I knew that if I have a yearning in my spirit for something that I need to be doing, something that is urgent, I'm like, okay, Lord, I get it. You want me to speak. And so now it's it's to the point where I have a lot to say. I have a lot coming out of me. I have a lot pouring out of me because of what Jesus has poured into me. And that's what's most important is you got to know who's feeding you. You have to know what you're eating because people want to try to feed you nonsense and feed you things of this world, but it's not of your value. It's not for your body or your spirit. And I am still trying to make sure that I can do what I need to do without feeling like I have to be validated by anyone. I really don't need validation from anybody except for God. I'm not looking for validation from anyone except for God. So why does it matter what I'm doing? And it makes me think, okay, so I've got to get to work. I've got to start laying out my foundation and making sure that I'm prepared, that when the storm comes, that I will not waver in anything that I do, that when the storm comes, that my spirit, my flesh, my soul, my mind will all be connected to Jesus Christ. And I'll be like, okay, God, you've got it. I'm standing. It's your fight. Right? So let's go ahead and get started. And I'm so excited for today. So sit back, relax, grab yourself some coffee, a blanket, and let's get into the word of God. Here we go. 
Lord Jesus, Heavenly Father, we just come to you today, Father God, and we lay down our burdens at your feet, Lord. I pray over this podcast, Father God, that whoever hears my voice, Father, will be strengthened in their spirit, that you, Father God, will renew their mind and give them new hope, Father. Give them fresh anointing. Father God, I just pray that I just pray that you will just take over, Father, whatever it is that you want to speak to your people, Father God, that you will use me. Holy Spirit, I give you full permission on this podcast to use me any way that you see fit, for I am just a vessel in this world, and you, you are the voice. You are the voice here on this earth, Father God. You can use me, Holy Spirit. We submit ourselves to you, Father God, in any and everything that we do, Lord. I pray, Father God, over this podcast, we bind the devil in the name of Jesus, any witchcraft or any warlock or anything that tries to come against us, Father God, we cast it down in the name of Jesus. We send it back to the pits of hell where it cannot prevail, Father God, that nothing will come against this word. For you have already spoken in the books of heaven that this shall go forth, Father God, in the name of Jesus. So I pray, Father God, that you will just take over and that you will protect it with your holy word, Father, for that is what we are doing is we are speaking the word of God. In Jesus name we pray. Amen. All right. So here we go. Let's get started. We're going to talk about building our house. So if we are talking about building our house, we are going to be talking about, you already guessed it, the wise and foolish builders. So we're going to start in Matthew chapter seven, verse 24. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against the house. Yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on sand. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell with a great crash. When Jesus had finished saying these things, the crowds were amazed at his teaching, because he taught as one who had authority and not as their teachers of the law. Okay, so we're going to talk a little bit about different things. We're going to first talk about our foundation And we're going to talk about building our house. You are the house of the Lord. Your body is a temple. It's your job to build up your faith. It's your job to build up your faith in Jesus Christ. Okay, so we're going to talk a little bit about building your house. Building our house on the rock of Jesus Christ. So I was sort of thinking about this. And as I was thinking about this, I was thinking about how when you want to build a house, what do you do? The first thing you do is you go out and you look for land, right? You've got to go find your land and you've got to find someone to help you build your land. You find a contractor or developer or someone who is building in that at that time to build your house. And the first thing that you want is you want to find land that is on good soil, right? So let's talk about good soil. Because if we think about good soil, we're we're thinking about like things that we can grow our crops in. We're thinking about 
planting a garden in the backyard or making sure that when we do build a house that it's not going to fall down because you're not going to build your house on the sand, right? You know what I'm saying? Jesus said that, you know, if you build your house on the rock, it'll stand. But if you build your house on the sand, I mean, it's just common sense. When you walk out into the beach, you're not going to say, oh, this is a great, this is great soil to build my land, to build my house. No, you're going to say this is sand. This is not um, capable of me building my house. I need to find level ground. I need to find good soil that I can build my house upon, right? So what's the first step that you need to do in order to build your house? First, you go out and you find a contractor so that you can build your house, right? So who would our contractor be? Our contractor would be Jesus. He is the foundation. He is the ultimate foundation of our faith. He is the author and finisher of our faith. He is the cornerstone of our church. He is the head of the church, right? Okay, so as we are building our house with Jesus and we are walking through the steps of looking for the good soil, you know, Jesus, we've accepted Jesus as our Lord and Savior. He's our contractor, right? He's our Lord and Savior. We've we've chosen him. That's it. We were like, Jesus, we're going to build our house on you. We were putting all our eggs in, in your basket and you're our contractor till the end. To the very, very end, I'm going to believe that you're going to finish the good work in me that you started. Right? So as I'm doing that and I'm believing that God is going to finish the good work that he started in me, I'm saying Jesus is my contractor. I'm going to let him build my house and I'm going to go to Jesus whenever I need something in my house to be made. You see where I'm going with this? So we're going to start with our foundation. So as we're laying out our foundation, we're going to say, Jesus, we want to we want to lay our foundation on a good soil. We want to make sure that our soil is good. And this is what Jesus has to say. Okay, you guys ready? Okay, so this is what Jesus has to say, right? He says, listen, we're in Mark chapter four, verse three. Listen. A farmer went out to sow his seed. As he scattered the seed, some fell along the path, and the birds came and ate it up. Some fell on rocky places, where it did not have much soil. It sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow. But when the sun came up, the plants were scorched, and they withered because they had no root. Other seed fell among thorns, which grew up and choked the plants so that they did not bear grain. Still, other seed fell on good soil. It came up, grew, and produced a crop, some multiplying 30, some 60, some a 100 times. Then Jesus said, whoever has ears to hear, let them hear. When he was alone, the 12 and the others around him asked him about the parables. He told them, the secret of the kingdom of God has been given to you. But to those on the outside, everything is said in parables so that they may be ever seeing, but not perceiving. Wow, did you hear that? They may be ever seeing, but not perceiving. When I heard that, the first thing that popped in my mind was face blindness. When you can see someone and you don't even perceive who they are. You can see them in front of you, but you can't make out who that person is. You, you can't perceive their face. It's kind of like Alzheimer's when you um, look at someone and they have Alzheimer's and they don't remember who you are. 
You're seeing them, but you're not perceiving. Okay, so let's keep on moving on. And ever hearing, but never understanding. So you're always hearing the word of God, but you're not understanding what it's what it means. That's what he's saying. Otherwise, they might turn and be forgiven. Wow. You know, when I hear the ever hearing and never understanding, I think of philosophers, people who um, are all about that philosophy and um, have to argue about every little thing about the Bible or philosophy wise. That's what it reminds me of ever hearing, but not never understanding because God uses the foolish things of this world to shame the wise. Then Jesus said to them, don't you understand this parable? How then will you understand any parable? The farmer sows the word. Some people are like seed along the path where the word is sown. So imagine a parade. Someone's walking through this parade and they're saying the word of God. They're speaking the word of God. And imagine everyone's lined up um, along this pathway to watch them or to hear the word. Because it says, some people are like seed along the path where the word is sown. As soon as they hear it, Satan comes and takes away the word that was sown in them. Wow. Let that sit in for a second. Because you know how you've got that stubborn family member or that stubborn friend who you want to be saved and you are trying to get them, listen to this, listen to that. Um, I want you to hear this podcast or I want you to hear this um, sermon about whatever this is that's going on that I think will help you in your life. And you send it to them, right? They hear it. But Satan comes and takes away the word that was sown in them. Isn't that so sad that it's like the word has been sown. It's been it's been penetrated into their spirit, man. And the enemy just comes and takes it away. Because the enemy comes to still kill and destroy. And we have to remind ourselves that we have to continuously build ourselves up and feed ourselves the word of God so that when something does come our way, when something does come at us from any kind of perspective, we are able to stand against the enemy because we can recognize his schemes, right? Others like seeds sown on rocky places, hear the word and at once receive it with joy. But since they have no root, they last only a short time. When trouble or persecution comes because of the word, they quickly fall away. Still others like seeds sown among thorns hear the word, but the worries of this life, the deceitfulness of wealth, and the desires for other things come in and choke the word, making it unfruitful. Wow. Others like seed sown on good soil hear the word, accept it, and produce a crop, some 30, some 60, some a hundred times that was sown. And you know, it's interesting because we are to build our house on the rock, but it talks about how others like seed sown on rocky places. 
hear the word, and at once receive it with joy? Is there a counterfeit place where you feel like, I'm a Christian, I serve, I do this, I I do that for, you know, ministry, so I must be okay, but you have no root. It says that you receive the word with joy, but since they have no root, they last only a short time. When trouble of persecution comes because of the word, they quickly fall away. So if you think about this for a moment, I want you to think for a split, just a second. If something were to happen and, you know, God forbid something happens to one of your loved ones that you live with or someone that you really care about, it could be your kid, your spouse, the love of your life, anyone, anything, anybody, I don't, I don't know, pick someone in your life. And, you know, there's going to come a time when Christianity is going to be tested and not just tested. It's going to be tested to such a place where you have to decide in that moment, will I stand with Jesus or am I going to choose this world? Because that's what you're going to be faced with. And the word of God is very clear right there. It's saying that people, because of the word, are going to fall away. All I want you to do right now is I want you to imagine this for a second. The person that you love the most, the person that you care about the most, your kids, your husband, whoever it is, your brand new baby. I know that's so rough. I know I probably shouldn't have said that, but I'm going to be real right now. And I'm going to I'm going to take it there. Because it could go there. Because we don't know. And I want you to to sit for a second and think about this. If someone came knocking on your door, it was the end times. We're real close to Jesus coming back. And someone comes and takes your loved one away. Takes them. You're left sobbing on the ground sobbing there. They leave you. They take your loved one. And they say to you, you can have your loved one back. All you have to do is renounce your faith. What would you do? In that moment, what would you do? Would you choose Jesus? Or would you choose this world? Because we all have to die. We're all going to die someday. There is no if, ands, or buts about it. There is two things that everyone does when they come into this world. They're born and then they die. Actually, this wasn't even part of what Jesus had revealed to me. So this must really be something that the Holy Spirit wants to say. Because I think some of you guys have been playing with your faith. From what I can feel and understand, some of you guys need to get really real with the Lord. And you need to do it fast. I don't know who this is for, but you need to get close to the Lord and you need to develop some roots You need to seek him with all your heart. 
and you need to acknowledge him. I know that it's so easy in this world to get caught up with everything that's going on with Netflix and Hulu and, you know, 90 Day Fiance, whatever it is. I said that because that's what I watch sometimes. But I am saying this because it's on, it's on my heart and it's coming out of my mouth. And that was not something that the Lord had talked to me about. So apparently, you got to work on getting your roots deeper in the Lord. Because when your roots are deep in him, all things are flowing anyway through him. So think about when when your roots are just at the very top, like it, like the word says, it's easy to just walk away or just to fall off. You know, when you see a plant that you've just planted in the ground and you didn't put the roots deep enough, it, it'll just topple over. It will have no way to stand because the roots are not deep enough. So I want you guys to think about that. Think about where would I, what would I do if my loved one was taken today? Would I be able to stand in my faith with Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior and stand strong in the word of God? Believing that Jesus Christ had died for my sins and believing that Jesus Christ, that his blood washes me clean. Will you believe that Jesus has saved your soul and your spirit? Will you believe that? Or will you turn and leave him? The choice is yours. The choice is yours. But some of you have been playing church and playing church is not going to get you where you want to be with Jesus. People only stop at salvation. They stop at accepting Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior because they don't think that anything else matters. Right? Either the reason I'm saying that part is because my husband, you know, one time he told me, All I, I'm already saved. I don't have to do anything else. And I said, oh, okay. Well, I, I just think there's more. And then I started having dreams from God. And then I started having more dreams. And then I started telling my husband about my dreams. And then he started getting jealous over my dreams because he couldn't understand why. And I just told him, because I want more. It's available for you too. And I remember one time we were praying because we were trying to decide if we were going to have another baby. And we both prayed and I said, let's ask God for a dream to tell us if we're going to have a baby or not. And he was really excited about that. He said, yeah, let's pray. So we prayed and we asked God to give us a dream. And he had a dream that night. His dream was our son, my son. He had played in this game, this basketball game, and 
the coach had yelled at him, telling him that, you know, he could have been the one and he had got kicked out. And then we woke up and I said, oh, I didn't have a dream last night. And my husband, he never dreams. And he said, I had a dream last night. And I said, you did? He said, it wasn't about a baby. It was about our son. And I said, what happened? And he told me and I said, hmm, I wonder if we should pray about that. And we kind of looked at each other and we kind of just were like, well, that's weird. And then we just kind of went on our way. Later that weekend, my son had a basketball game. He was playing and one of the kids had gotten fouled by him. He grabbed the ball, slammed it down as hard as he could. And got ejected from the game. The whole team was mad. The coaches, the team, everybody. Because it cost them. What I'm trying to say is that not only will God give you more if you ask him, but also pray whenever you do get a dream after especially if it's something involving your kids or you or someone that you know. But more importantly, understand that Christianity is going to cost you something. You were bought at a cost. You were bought for a price. The price of Jesus Christ, he is worth it. I've sat my kids down several times, even when they were real young. Because my youngest son asked me one time, he said, he was probably about three or four, and he asked me, he said, Mom, do you love Jesus more than me? And I said, yes. And you should love Jesus more than you love me. And he looked at me, and he thought, okay, I can I can deal with that. Because at first, I think that he didn't quite understand until I told him that it's okay to love Jesus more than he loves me. And when you get to that place where you love Jesus more than you love anybody, you know that your roots are deep. You know that your foundation is in Jesus Christ. It's more than just salvation. Because Jesus was explaining that these are people that are already saved that are falling away. People that believed in him, accepted the word with joy. But it only lasts for a short time because when they are persecuted, they fall away. Are you going to stand in your faith or are you going to fall away? Number one, first you have to believe. You have to believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross. You have to believe that God raised him from the dead so that you will be saved. Number two is acceptance. You have to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. You have to deny yourself, pick up your cross, and follow him. Deny yourself, pick up your cross, and follow him. And then number three, you have to action move. Jesus says you have to do the word. 
You have to do what the word says. You cannot be stagnant. You cannot be lazy. You cannot do nothing. You have to move and you have to do what the word says. Right? That's what we just read. It says that. So that just came to me just now. That's going to be James 1.22. Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Wow. Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. See, we want to listen to the word because it builds us up in our faith, right? Because it says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. But you can't just hear the word of God and store it up inside of you and not do anything with it. You have to go and do the word. You have to, you have to become what the word says because you have to allow that word that you're hearing to renew your mind. You have to let it penetrate your spirit into your soul. You have to let it just fill you up so that you're overflowing so much that you can't help but share so much that you can't help but be like, hey, let me tell you about Jesus. Hey, let me tell you about Jesus. Because we will all be held accountable. We will all stand before God in the end, you and you alone. You will stand there and God will take account of your life. And you have to be okay with whatever it is that you've been doing. Because God then in that moment, if you have accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, Oh, there's some things that you have had to do, right? First, you have to have had accepted him as Lord and Savior, right? But then there's also something else as well. Because there is the thing called the Great Commission. That's where you go and you spread the word. Go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Wow, that just came out of me. So, okay, so we're going to go ahead and I'm going to read the verse that I was thinking about before that came out of me. (laughs) Let me see. Okay, so we're going to go to Luke chapter 6, verse 46. Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do what I say? As for everyone who comes to me and hears my words and puts them into practice, I will show you what they are like. They are like a man building a house who dug down deep and laid the foundation on rock. When a flood came, the torrent struck that house but could not shake it because it was well built. But the one who hears my words and does not put them into practice, is like a man who built a house on the ground without a foundation. The moment the torrent struck that house, it collapsed, and its destruction was complete. So it's very important that we dig deep in our relationship with Jesus Christ. Just like he said, why do you call me Lord, Lord, but you do not do what I say? It's about a relationship with him. 
It's about digging deep into that relationship with Jesus through the word of God and to build your foundation on him and being able to rightly divide the word of God because that's where a lot of people can fall away if they don't know the word of God. You have to feed yourself the word day and night and let it grow just like the seed. And you have to just continue to just let the word feed your spirit. All right, so that's going to be it for After the Storm Comes a Rainbow. I will be having a part two to this series. Obviously, we're going to be building our house and we're just going to continue on our journey with Jesus Christ because it all starts with the foundation and he is the foundation, the relationship with Jesus, our Lord and Savior. All right. So if you haven't accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you know, all you have to do is believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead and you shall be saved. Believe that Jesus Christ died for the sins of the world, for your sins, and that he has finished the work on the cross, that there is no separation from you and from God, that Jesus is our ambassador, that he sits on the throne, that everything that we do, we have to do it in mind for Jesus, for the kingdom of God, and that no matter what comes our way, that Jesus has already paved our way for us before the beginning of this time. He knew us. He knew you. Jesus Christ knew you. He said, I will die for them. I'll go to the cross for them. I'll shed my blood for them so that they can have eternal life through him, Jesus Christ. All right, so all you have to do is accept Jesus, ask Jesus to come into your heart to be your Lord and Savior. Repent of your sins. That means to turn away, turn from your sins and turn to him. Ask him to help you and he will be there for you. It's going to take time, my friend. It's not overnight that things are just perfect. Christianity is accepting Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior and knowing that you're free in Him through the blood of Jesus, that you're free. Because who the Son sets free is free indeed. And there is freedom in Him. All right, guys. That's going to be it for today. I will talk to you guys next time. And I am so excited to talk about what's next on building our house with Jesus Christ. Now that we have our foundation laid, I'm so excited. All right. Thank you guys for listening to After the Storm Comes a Rainbow. Have a great day.